as the meetings down there and the, you know stuff on the pass interference and things, where do you guys stand with the, the league matters on that? On what part of PI? It, will it will it be reviewable, or how do you think that will eventually play? Well, I think we're going to obviously put a lot of energy into it and look at it and see if there's you know any changes that we could make that would you know you don't have the unintended consequences. So you know that's the hard part, and uh, you know the league's been doing replay for 40 plus years, and they've been down a lot of roads from having it. Then they didn't have it for a while, and then we had it again, and. So, you know, we've been putting work into this for a long time and long before I was involved in this committee. So, you know, there's a, you know, you got to be real careful here. And, you know, it was very unfortunate we had a bad call there, but, you know, overall, I think our officials are, are doing a lot better job as we progress. And uh, you're going to have, you know, just like players make mistakes, officials are going to make mistakes. So we got to be careful with that. We went through that, and uh, we'll continue to go through that as well. I mean, you know, there's a lot of energy being focused on how you avoid an error like that. You know, it's not just one guy, it's not just two guys. How do you get more eyes on that play so you don't make, you know, you don't have that unfortunate situation? The hard part is it's the human element of the game. That's it. It happens in all officiating. It said, I mean, coaches make mistakes, players make mistakes. I mean. You know, that's just part of the game. And, you know, unfortunately, this day and time with, you know, the technology, with the number of cameras, with the high-end production that we have on television, uh, you know, everything gets seen. And so whether you're a player, whether you're a coach, or whether you're an official, you're under a microscope. And uh, I do think our guys are doing a great job. Uh, we always want to be better, uh, certainly. Uh, the committee wants to be better, so there's going to be a lot of energy that goes into this. And we'll look at all uh, the alternatives. Uh, this is just the second time we've met in the off season, and certainly we'll have another long uh, sit uh, in the coming weeks. And uh, hopefully we'll come up with a situation that uh, we all feel is in the best interest of the game. Do you get the sense from the ownership at large, the entire group, that there would be enough interest to change? No, I'm not so sure of that. I mean, I can't speak for 31 other clubs, but, you know, I do know, you know, there's some people who don't like replay. I mean, it was hard to get replay passed permanently the second time around. I mean, it was, it was close. So, you know, obviously uh, the people uh, affected by it uh, have a lot of emotion toward it, and rightfully so. I mean, I think everybody who saw the play understands the ramifications of that play. Uh, but at the same time, you know, everybody's also very cognizant. All 32 clubs are very cognizant of, uh, you know, what expanding replay uh, could do to our game and in a bad way. So, uh, you know, there's, we just got to put a lot of energy into this, a lot of work. Uh, it should have a lot of conversation. It deserves to have it. Uh, but at the end of the day, we got to do what's in the best interest of the game. Any sense that there's any new ideas that could come down, or is it, these are all discussions that you guys have had, and the possibilities are all. When you get mentioned. in there, that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, we've had these conversations, yeah. and you start rehashing them, and we go, "Oh my gosh, we've had this yeah. conversation yeah. again and again yeah. and again and again and again." And uh, you know, it's it's a difficult situation, but at the same time, like I said, I mean. 
you see a call like that and what it meant, and everybody knows what it meant, then it deserves to have the kind of energy we're going to put into it. It could be their team the next time, right? It could be. could be the Cowboys. could yeah. be, you know, everybody. But, you know, over the course of time, everybody gets affected yeah. uh, by a call, by a player making a mistake, by a coach making a bad decision. Mm -hmm. uh, those things happen. If you had to bet right now, Oh, I wouldn't speculate. <laughs> well, with uh, your team and Demarcus Lawrence, you say pre uh, deadlines make deals. Mm -hmm. Is March 5th any kind of deadline in your mind in terms of that's the last yeah, day that you got to tag I mean, him? I, I hate to put deadlines. I mean, it's the last day you got to tag him, but it's certainly, you know, at the end of the day, we know it's not over if it doesn't get done by then. So. You know, I, I hate to put deadlines on anything. Would we like to get it done? I'd like to have it done yesterday. But, uh, you know, we just got to continue to work. Have y'all been talking? Have you been negotiating? We have. We have. I mean, we sent an, I mean we've made our first offer and uh, going to meet with uh, uh, his representatives here uh, at the Combine. And hopefully we'll have some very thoughtful and meaningful conversation and make some progress. What's the reaction you have when they say, if you tag him again, he won't show up. He won't be at the OTAs. I'm not going to train again. React to does anything it, like that. No comment. But is there a confidence level that you'll get it done by? Yeah. Oh, by when? I mean, I'm hope I'm confident we can get a deal done. I don't know the timing, but I'm very confident we can get a deal done. I mean, we, we think everybody's on the record, from Jerry to myself to Jason to Will, what we think of D Law. Do you have? So many things that you want to do, do you have a pecking order or is it just how it comes up? You know, I wouldn't necessarily say a pecking order. I mean, obviously, I think D Law's priority. I mean, he played under the franchise tag and did it in a, uh, you know, a very respectful way and played his butt off. And, you know, I, I do think he's first up. But, uh, you know, after that, you, you know, we're going to go to work. I mean, as we said, we've got Dak, we've got Amari. Uh, you know, and then you've got Zeke and Byron and, you know, those things, you know, we got to look at all of them. But it's a, it's a lot, don't get me wrong, but uh, it's certainly something we're not, you know, we're not afraid of going to work on. It seems like you guys want to get that done this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. why, why this year, not next year? Why, why do you want to get it done early? Well, I mean, you look at a quarterback who's had the success he had. He started since day one. He's a fourth-round draft pick. I mean, you can imagine, I'm sure, what Dak's thinking, too. And he's the leader of the football team, uh, as most quarterbacks are. Uh, he's done everything the right way, and I think he deserves to uh, have his contract looked at in a very uh, progressive way. Does the fact that he's going on the last year deal help you guys and how you want to structure deals and adding, building off that last year? Uh, of contracts, it, you can use this year as a next year if he if he's up, you got to tag him or. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's the right time to look at him. I mean, he's in the last year of a contract. We've always said we like to look at players, uh, you know, especially guys that we think have long-term futures with us, and we're sure that in the last year of your contract, you'd like to extend them. I think it makes sense, but you know, we'll just have to see. We'll go to work and see what happens. This might sound such a better idea of your, your cap and your priorities than we do, but how possible is it to even 
work on those other things until you get something done with DeMarcus? I mean, can you have those types of conversations? Oh, yeah, you can have simultaneous. I mean, we've got our hands around our cap, and I mean, you can imagine we've done all the machinations and projections and, you know, low side, high side, what these guys might cost us. And, uh, you know, so we've, you know, we're obviously feel like we can digest, uh, you know, these type of guys and the number, you know, and the number of these contracts. Did you plan for this, you know, going back to last offseason? Uh, understanding what could come up this offseason because you got a lot of room and certainly the decision to take all of Dez's hit last year mm -hmm. freed up money for this year. I mean, did you kind of budget for this offseason to make some of these moves and get some of these deals done? Well, my answer to that would be on someone like Dez. I mean, anytime you take a Dez off, then you know, when you got a, a hole for that, you've got a hole for a number one receiver, number one receiver money. And, uh, you know, certainly when you trade for Amari and you give a one for him, you're not thinking you're giving a one for a year and a half. You're thinking you're giving a one for a long-term deal. So obviously our thought process is, hey, we, we've been able to digest Des as a number one receiver under our salary cap and, uh, and any projections we might have, and we certainly can do that in the future. How does the uncapped your... But I wouldn't necessarily say, hey, Des was a thought for... You, for you for Dak or Zeke, you, know, you could have did it for two years, but you took it all last year. You know, you could. Yeah, I, I don't think when we take it, to be truthful with you, we manage around, and you know that that wasn't a factor as to when we take his cap hit. What's the impact of the uncapped year and the CBA stuff? In it's a big factor. Yeah. It's a big factor. So we'll have to manage around that. Thirty percent rule, those type of things are going to certainly influence. Uh, the way we manage our cap and the structure of the of a of a big contract. Yeah. Is that delicate is the running back situation given his age and historically you don't want to pay backs too late because they might fall off. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we've got it budgeted that we're going to pay Zeke mm -hmm. a significant a significant contract at some point. You know, he's right there at the top of the best of the business, if not the best. And uh, we certainly saw what Gurley got paid, and we know uh, that's probably where it starts, and we'll go from there. Does that mean that you probably can't be a player for somebody, maybe a free agent from another team then? No, I mean, I think we, uh, you know, if we see the right situation, I mean, you got to put it all together. you got to tell me where we end up with Beasley and where we end up with couple of other guys, but I wouldn't rule us out of a player on another team if we think it was the right fit. Can you talk about her? I don't know. No. I can't. Okay. No. I'm not going to speculate on anybody not on our team right now. Okay. I didn't know if it was illegal or How hard are your discussions about Sean Lee since he says he wants to, to come back this year? They're real. I mean, we've always had a great rapport with Sean. Uh, no one thinks more of him than we do, and uh, certainly uh, there's nothing we'd like more than, than uh, to have him on our team, but to get into his business is not fair to him or anybody else. Are there lessons that you guys learned uh, over the years when you've, now that you have all of this cap room where you, you don't want to be a situation three, four, five years from now where you're having to restructure deals to get under caps or, or move money around and do those sort of things? Are there lessons that you take from that or, or do you not? Not really. I mean, uh, there's always lessons, don't get me wrong. Right. But I, guess but, uh, I think you... in terms of cap space, I mean, 
we're looking to maximize this football team. We're a good young football team, and uh, we made it to a certain level, which in our minds we feel like we could have, should have done better. But, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're ready to take the next step. And obviously, if you take the next step, then you're knocking on the door, if not winning it. And uh, certainly, we want to put a team uh, around this group of young players that can uh, compete to win a, a championship. And we feel like we've got the players to do it. And uh, we're certainly not going to be conservative in terms of uh, how we move forward with our personnel. Getting back to Sean Lee for a minute, uh, there's no way you can come back at that same number. Like I said, I'm not going to address any of his business, details of his business. With Jason, with Jason going in the final year of his deal, what, what, is, what does he have to show you guys to get an, uh, an extension? Is it just has it come down to wins, having that playoff success? No, I just think it's a matter of, uh, I mean, he knows. I mean, we want to take the next step. And, uh, you know, Jerry's probably better to address the business of Jason, but I can tell you, no one's more motivated, more fired up about this team than he is, and no one understands, uh, you know, how bad we want to take that next step. I mean, it's been too long since, uh, you know, we've gotten past that divisional round. We all know it, and uh, as Gerald say, he's on a timeline too, so <laughs> he's wanting to take that next step. So uh, let's. Uh, you know, that's where everybody's pointing toward right now. Does it happen, Jason, though, on, on the final year of his deal? You just talked earlier about I mean, it's happened before, and no one wants Jason to be around here for the long term uh, more than uh, the Jones family. I mean, no one thinks more of him than we do. Uh, but at the same time, I know he uses it. Everybody's back's against the wall right now. We've got a really good young team. Uh, we've got high expectations for this young team, and everybody from the Jason, to his staff, to our players, to ownership, to the organization, feels the pressure to take the uh, to take the next step. Our fans deserve that, and uh, we hadn't done it, and done it in a long time, and uh, we certainly feel the pressure to do it. How much, how much from a league level are you guys watching what's going on with the AAF, the Alliance League right now in terms of always, on the field, and then some of the stuff they're doing with it this year? Yeah, I mean you always pay attention. I mean it's uh, certainly. Uh, if you love the game, you love to watch high school football, you love to watch Y football, you love to watch college football, and you'd love to watch uh, pro football. And certainly the AAF, you, you look at it, a lot of those players have been through our doors. And uh, you watch the players. I know Will's watching it closely uh, in terms of, you know, are there players there that could help us out at some point? And, uh, but uh, no, there's. Uh, hats off to them. They're doing a great job. I mean, I, I mean, what a, I mean, he's a great coach. I mean, record speaks for itself. His accomplishments at OU and certainly, uh, uh, I think, brings a ton of credibility uh, to the franchise. What, what changes about coming here without a first-round pick? Um, nothing. I mean, we just uh, when we get ready to pick. When the Raiders pick our pick, we'll be watching Amari highlight tapes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll do that, and then uh, you know it'll be business as usual. I mean, uh, the process you know, Will's done a great change. job historically of putting our board together, and uh, we try to get better every year. But overall, our philosophy is not going to change. 
You know, everybody's going to try to, you know, internally you even got to fight it. Hey, what are your needs? But that's not how you have good drafts. You, you pick the best players available. Uh, we've got a young, a lot of young players that are going to come up for contract over the this year, the next year, the next year, and uh, you just always have to pick good football players. Skeeter, so, can you walk us through? You talk about making the Mari trade, and, and you know you guys having to part with a one. Been with you before. It's a difficult time to sit there and watch that. But the talk about the, like how that all came about. When the decision? I mean, did you just sit down, you and Jerry and, and the head coach, and say, "Hey, we've got to get better here. We have to give up a one. Mm -hmm. We've got to make a move here." How did that all? Well, work? Will was very involved as well. So the four of us uh, started the process when we understood he might be available. And uh, certainly, uh, we looked at all, uh, one, how does he affect the team this year? Uh, but whenever you get into conversations of giving up high picks, whether it's a two, whether it's a one, uh, you're certainly not thinking about half a season. Uh, you don't make a trade like that for half a season. And, uh, or at least we wouldn't. Uh, just uh, it's hard to think that you're one player away from winning a championship. Obviously, we weren't this year because we didn't win one. Uh, but it uh, has to go long term. And then we start to measure, hey, what do we? what's the advantage we get for giving up a pick versus what we might get in free agency next year or versus uh, what we might get in the draft. And when we finally got our hands around everything, uh, obviously him being 24 was huge uh, to think that he's that young. And uh, to think that he can be a player for us for the next eight to 10 years was a big deal. And so uh, uh, we certainly didn't look at him as a, uh, you know, as an eight game fix, a 10 game fix, a six game fix. Uh, it was, hey, what can he do for Dak and Zeke and that offensive line group we've put together to take our offense to the next level? I, I know what was pointed out, I think the four teams uh, that made uh, the championship games, uh, they were all in the top five in offense. So, uh, you know, we've got some work to do to get there on offense, and uh, certainly we want to do that. This is, uh, this is Jason's offense, and has been for a long time. What's the confidence level in Kellen to kind of give him, let him put his impression on things? Yeah, well, he wouldn't have the job if he didn't. And uh, uh, certainly we think it's worked well having a coordinator that calls plays. And, uh, uh, having Jason uh, be the head coach and the game manager and input, but uh, you know that's certainly the way we're set up. So uh, we have a lot of confidence in Kellen. Uh, we also love our staff. It's a good young staff. I think someone pointed out we got four quarterbacks, former quarterbacks on the staff between Jason and Nuss and uh, Kitna and Kellen. Uh, I think that's a good thing uh, when you're talking about offensive football. So. Uh, but at the same time, we've got a ton of confidence in Kellen. Uh, love his nervous system, love the way he goes about his business, love his relationship with Dak. And uh, we just have a lot of confidence in what uh, Kellen can do for us. Could Jason have more influence in the offense because Kellen's new at this? Would he, uh, Garrett, than he would weigh when, say when Scott was here or even Kellen I think, before that? Uh, you know, any head coach gets to have as much influence as he wants. I mean, that's the job of the head coach. Same time, the job of the head coach is to, you know, let people do what they do best. So, you know, uh, obviously, uh, when you have someone like Jason, whether it was Scott, whether it was Kellen, whoever the coordinator is, 
you have a good feeling. Uh, you know, Jason's called plays, called them for playoff teams, and can do it. So you've got, you always got a safety net. But, uh, you know, we just really think Kellen was the right guy for the job. Uh, going back to, to needs, obviously you're not drafting for needs, but what are your needs this offseason? You know, in our mind, you never have a, enough defensive line depth uh, in terms of uh, making sure we've got, especially the way Rod likes to play him. He likes likes them to play, quote unquote, with their hair on fire. And uh, so, you know, I think you can't ever have enough defensive linemen. So that's always going to be a, a situation. And then I think the safety situation uh, is certainly something. Uh, in terms of numbers, uh, you know, you got obviously Xavier, who we're thrilled with, young, up and coming. Uh, of course, uh, Jeff's doing a great job holding uh, the down safety down, but then it's a little thin after that. I mean, Kayvon was a late round pick. He's a good special teams player. Can certainly play the down position, but we'll see. But you know, I think we need some and need to look at that uh, position, and then of course tight end. Uh, uh, Swain's going to be a free agent, and we're young after that. So uh, we got to keep our eye on that as well. What is running back falling after behind Zeke? Oh, I, I agree with that. I mean, you know, a backup running back certainly something if we see a young guy in the draft that makes sense. Uh, I don't know that it'd be early, uh, but uh, uh, I do think, you know, as you move through the draft, if we see a back we really like, then uh, certainly take a look at that. I mean, in general, I mean, you got to look at, I mean, I go back to it. We got young guys who are going to come up for contract and you, you don't have good drafts if you pigeonhole yourself in the two or three positions. So uh, whether it's an offensive lineman, a receiver, a linebacker, uh, a corner, I mean, I think we've got one of the best corner staffs in the league in terms of depth. I mean, when Jordan Lewis is not getting a lot of plays, uh, I think that tells you a lot. And uh, so, I mean, we love, love that position, but all those guys are going to come up for contract quickly now. I mean, you got Brown's going to come up next year, and then right behind that, here comes Jordan and, uh, and Cheeto, so, and Byron's up. So, I mean, you got to look at corner too. So, uh, I wouldn't say there's any one position we'd rule out. How do you evaluate the receiver position? It looks as if you got some decisions to make. There was a couple of guys. It's mainly Beasley, and uh, uh, certainly we want Beasley. Uh, uh, he's certainly going to have options because he's going to be a free agent, and uh, and then you got to take a look at Hearns, and certainly, uh, you know, when you look at Hearns and what he was at Jacksonville, he was a slot. So, um, you know, he's certainly an option if we lose Beasley uh, in terms of uh, filling that role, but. Uh, you know, we'll just have to see how that plays out. Don't you have to make a decision on his number about 15? No, 15? no. What does that mean no. he'll be here? I think he'll be here. Okay. Okay, where so where is he in his re at, at that same number? I'm not going to get into the business. Where is in his recovery? Where do you when do you think he'll be back to being able to be on the field? For oh, him? I think he'll be ready to go for camp. Ready to go for camp. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of uh, Randy Gregory's season last year, and what do you kind of think of his for his future? Well, I certainly commend uh, what he did last year. I mean, he came in after not playing ball for over a year, and uh, I think he really played well, and uh, was working himself into it. Uh, certainly, he has his challenge challenges, continues to have them. I don't think those things go away. So, uh, 
you know, we're going to keep working and cheering for him. And uh, I think, you know, he's, I think he'll only get better uh, as it goes because he's got all the skills to, uh, to be a great pass rusher and certainly flashed that at times last year. And uh, I think he's just got to take the next step. Some Both on that. and off the field. Some will say that. Lines, how hard was it to manage David Irving's situation? It was difficult. But, uh, you know, when you have guys like that who struggle uh, with things off the field, then uh, those are priorities. And uh, football comes second. And we certainly know that that comes first for them. And same with David. And, uh, you know, obviously they hadn't, you know, neither one of them, I think, is totally, I don't know if you ever overcome it when you, have some of the issues that they have, but uh, you know they continue to fight. You, you took a chance on him in the second round, uh, Randy. You've done that with Jalen, some other guys like that. Not having a first-round pick, does that change at all what you guys do in the second round, could, or could you potentially do the same thing and maybe take a chance on a guy that has some off-the-field issues or injury? It's issues? just too early to know. I mean, you got to tell me who's going to be there when yeah. we pick, and you know. The Mississippi State kid. That version. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that he's going to be there. <laughs>